Welcome to New Mercies, a podcast by Mercy Ships, where we'll take you behind the scenes and onboard our incredible hospital ships that are transforming lives all over the world. We invite you to join us each week as we sit down with our crew, patients, volunteers, and partners to hear their stories of life-changing hope and healing. The school year has officially started, and today, as kids go back to school all over the world, we celebrate our incredible teachers. The Mercy Ships Academies are welcoming back students as well, so today on New Mercies, we get to hear from one of their teachers. Mike Kirchner is a seasoned teacher, having taught for over 21 years in the United States. And while many of his colleagues are looking at retirement, Mike and his wife decided not to retire, but to relocate and serve with Mercy Ships. Mike's enthusiasm is sure to get you thinking about coming to serve with us as well. Here's my interview with Mike Kirchner. Well, Mike, welcome to New Mercies and welcome to a brand new school year. Thank you so much. There's always a lot of excitement and anticipation when a new school year starts. So it's really fun to get to talk to you as one of our academy teachers on board. Now, you're starting your second year teaching with Mercy Ships. Right. So why don't you kick us off by telling us a highlight from your first year being the secondary science teacher on board? Science as well as social studies. Oh, so that was great. one of the challenges this year. <laughs> that I got to cover two fields that I love. Mm -hmm. Um, So while I was on the Africa Mercy, I I taught history. And then I moved over to the Global Mercy, where I was the science teacher. One of the uh, challenges, but also one of the most exciting things uh, for me about uh, being a teacher on the ship is the international community. Having students from all different parts of the world not just students. Of course, as a teacher, I'm interacting with students on a daily basis from different parts of the world. But when I go and eat lunch, I may be having lunch with someone from Norway, from Benin, from Australia. My wife and I try to sit with different people. And um, a lot of times while I'm eating, I will pull out my phone and pull out the map feature and learn about Sweden or whatever, whoever I'm sitting with. But in my, in my classroom, I'm dealing with students from New Zealand, from the United States, from uh, Scandinavia, from different parts of the world. Mm-hmm. And as I said, that, that's a challenge, but it's also exciting. And I should also mention, in addition to teaching social studies as well as science, I also taught a Bible class. Mm. You know, a highlight for me was was seeing how consistent God is throughout the world, that I taught an Old Testament class this spring, and uh, I had a student from Brazil uh, in the class who would regularly say to me, you sound just like my parents. You know, when I, when I was uh, uh, talking about something I was really passionate about in the Old Testament, hmm. and my response was, well, that's because your parents are smart. Uh, but it really <laughs> is because we all serve the same God. Mm-hmm. And the way that we raise children in the United States and the way that we raise children in Brazil, even though we have different, uh, different cultural experiences, we serve the same God. And I have found there's a lot of consistency in terms of people who are following the Lord uh, are going to have many of the same experiences, worldview, I guess I would say. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was 
kind of amusing and affirming for me to hear him say, you're telling me the same thing my parents are telling me at home. <laughs> uh, so I would say that that's been a highlight uh, for Absolutely. me to have that international experience. Yeah, it's so neat because in the midst of all of the diversity of all of the different countries and languages and cultures, yeah, God does not change. That is true. And God is consistent in the same. So that is very cool. Well, speaking of consistency and things staying the same, that wasn't necessarily your experience your first year with Mercy Ships because you mentioned you got to teach on both the Africa Mercy and the Global Mercy. Very unique experience. So why don't you tell us what that was like to experience both ships? Initially, I was teaching on the Africa Mercy. Hmm. And because of COVID, the Africa Mercy was in... Um, the Canary Islands. So when I first joined the ship in the summer of uh, 2021, we were in the Canary Islands. And uh, so school runs wherever the ship is, we can do school. Um, (laughs) So we joined the ship. Now we started a little later than I'm used to. Uh, Mm -hmm. We started school at the beginning of October this past year. And we joined uh, the ship in the Canary Islands. And um, what they needed for me there was to teach history. Um, And so while my background is science, uh, history is a passion of mine. And so Mm -hmm. I was eager to do that. And the Africa Mercy has been in service for many, many years. And it's comfortable and has many traditions. And then in January, we moved over to the Global Mercy, which is brand new. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really glad that I got to have both of those experiences. Sure. I would say being on the Global Mercy, at least this year, was a little different probably than what it will be in the future when uh, the ship is in service in Africa. I got to spend something like six weeks in Belgium and then several weeks in the Netherlands. Then we sailed from Rotterdam down to the Canary Islands, spent some time there, and then ultimately ended up in Senegal, Hmm. uh, where we had the Africa Celebration. Uh, with with the two ships together. And that was a tremendous delight. Yeah. Uh, when we sailed into Senegal, the Africa Mercy was already there doing service. And because of the fact that I spent last fall on the Africa Mercy, mm-hmm. many dear friends on the Africa Mercy. Yeah. And, you know, I wasn't expecting to be as emotional about it as I was mm-hmm. uh, when we pulled in and we could see the Africa Mercy and then we pulled, got close enough that we could see the decks were filled with people hmm. um, waving and cheering and chanting uh, GLM. And we were chanting <laughs> AFM, uh, <laughs> cheering for, for them. And, you know, it was just such a delight wow. uh, for those two ships to uh, pull alongside one another and, uh, you know, for the first time actually be in service together. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Well, in your in your first year, you have experienced so many different aspects of mercy ships, getting to be on both ships, getting to be in multiple countries, probably sailing more than most people actually sail when they're, right. you know, serving on board. So what what a remarkable first year for you. Why don't you take us back to the beginning, actually? Okay. You've been a teacher in the United States for many years. and for 21 years, I've been teaching biology. 21 years. Level. Wow. So, And before that, I was a college professor. Oh, my goodness. So lots of experience. And for most people entering into this chapter of life, they would be re- looking at retirement. Right. But I'm about to turn 60 in September, just for the context. So <laughs> I'm getting toward the 
toward the end. I have many miles still on me, but absolutely. Uh, yeah, I absolutely. am getting toward the end of my career. But you and your wife decided not to retire, but to, to make a career move later in life. So why don't you tell us why you chose to do that and why Mercy Ships? Well, I should mention um, that our daughter, Beth, has been on the ship, and both my wife and my daughter have done interviews with you. So some of your listeners may, may know our, the name Kirchner. So our daughter in 2016 um, joined Mercy Ships as a kindergarten teacher. Uh, in Benin. And she has served with the Africa Mercy. And then she did the same thing that we did this year of joining with the Global Mercy. So mm. really, that was one of the delights for us was the opportunity to to serve with our daughter sure. um, and for my wife and I to get to serve together. We are getting toward the end of our career. And after many years of teaching in California um, at Christian schools, And as I said, I I taught um, at the secondary level, teaching uh, high school biology and advanced placement biology and environmental science. We've been involved with missions for many, many years. We have Mm. uh, always taken our daughters on mission trips, and it it was a delight for us that our daughter chose um, to go on Mercy Ships. And, you know, for the last whatever it is now, six years, we've been hearing stories (laughs) about uh, Beth's experience on the Mercy Ship and how much she loves it. Our youngest daughter um, just graduated from college, and so we were paying college tuition bills, and we reached the point where we're no longer doing that, and we don't have a mortgage. And financially, we were a little more freed up. I think probably um, people as they get to our age um, start thinking about um, uh, retirement and, and don't have as many commitments. So we had an empty nest. We have three <laughs> daughters um, and they are adult, adult daughters now. And we do have three grandchildren. So that's a consideration. But, you know, we, we have been interested in missions for, for a long time, our whole family. Uh, also, I come from a family where um, my parents, my dad was a dentist while I was growing up. And when I left for college, I'm the youngest of five children. My father sold his practice and uh, my parents became missionaries. And for the next 40 Mm. years, until they were 90 years old, they traveled the world as missionary evangelists. Wow. So I have that that role model. Sure. Um, So for me, it's a very normal idea uh, to think of, uh, you know, when you reach a point that you have some, a little more freedom. Um, let's use it to serve the Lord. Mm. And uh, so uh, we love mercy ships, but I would just mention to your listeners, however you serve the Lord, um, I just think it's a tremendous opportunity as people get closer to retirement age. And you could think in terms of, well, let's you know do a little more work in the garden or work on my golf game or something like right. that. Or, yeah. or you could say, hey, like what I have already said, I, I don't think of myself as retirement age. I get a little insulted if someone says, have you retired? Do I look like I'm old enough to retire? Um, I do not think of myself that way. So I've got a lot of miles to go sure. and a lot to offer. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've had a lot of experiences mm-hmm. um, and I can use those to Absolutely. mentor students. Yeah. And, um, you know, so I, I'm not really looking to work on my golf game. Um, or 
which I don't really have one. Or, um, you know, we we love traveling. This is a great way to travel. Sure, <laughs> um, sure. And so, you know, we we enjoy serving. Uh, yeah. We enjoy traveling. And uh, working on the Mercy Ship has been a great experience. Oh, I uh, love it. Uh, well, you know, you mentioned yeah. you're coming to this with a lot of experience. Right. Not all of our teachers or even our, you know, we've got some crew on board who are very young. Some take a gap year right out of high school and come serve. We do serve. have some 18-year-olds on the sure, ship. Sure, absolutely. But it's it's wonderful that there are a lot of ages and stages of life represented on board you mentioned coming with a lot of experience in mm-hmm. teaching high school and at the university level. How are you using all of your experience to enhance the education of the students on board? Well, I, I mentioned that I've been teaching a variety of things uh, this year. Part of my experience, um, of course, I have a PhD in plant and soil science. Hmm. Um, so when I talk to my students about biology, I, I almost could do that in my sleep. <laughs> um, I've, I have taught biology so many times now. But part of what the ship needs among its teachers is being able to work with a variety of students. And so for the first time in my life, I was teaching middle school hmm. as well as you know, I, I taught students from sixth grade up till 10th grade. And that's only because we didn't have any juniors or seniors on the ship this year. So uh, under normal circumstances, I would be teaching sixth through 12th grade. Hmm. And we teach whatever needs to be taught, depending on what the students need. So uh, I was teaching earth science. I was teaching life science. I was um, teaching biology. Um, our, our science curriculum includes chemistry and physics hmm. and uh, physical science for the middle school students. And then I, I mentioned uh, we also needed for me to be teaching history for a period of time. Yeah. And um, you know, part of my experience is that my wife and I homeschooled our daughters and um, we are passionate about history and how hmm. God has worked through history. As a matter of fact, when we were homeschooling our daughters for a period of time, we lived at the home of Tennessee's first governor, and mm. my family would dress up in colonial outfits and reenact oh, 1796 wow. when Tennessee became a state. Hmm. Um, and so, you know, we have that history background as well. Yeah. And uh, this next year, they're going to need for me to teach geography, um, which is part of the social studies curriculum. Hmm. And part of my experience uh, has been I've traveled the world. I've, I've been to every continent except Antarctica, and <laughs> I hope to get there eventually. But, um, you know, all of these things contribute to what I can share yeah. uh, with students. Hmm. And uh, as students are preparing, I would say our school is certainly a college preparatory school. Mm-hmm. I am very interested in the whole process of preparing them for uh, college. And uh, I would say one of the things that I've been able to offer them is a, a breadth of experiences. Absolutely. Um, and so I, in addition to being a teacher, I've worked as a research scientist uh, many times this year. Um, the topic of scientific research came up hmm. and I can share with them the experiences that I've had uh, working in Florida and working in Tennessee you know, what it's like to be a research scientist. Hmm. Um, and so even for a sixth grader or a seventh grader, 
I, I think it's really beneficial for them to hear what it is actually like to be a scientist and how you have to think as a scientist. And also something I feel like I offer is that I, as in my elderly state, I have many years <laughs> of friends. And so, for example, this year, uh, when we were talking about archaeology in my history classes, I called a good friend of mine who's an archaeologist hmm. that I have known for over 40 years. And uh, we had her speak to several of, of our classes about uh, about archaeology, wow. which I can speak to a little bit, but I have this connection. Sure. Uh, I think that's one of the things that you have as you get older is you have lots and lots of connections. <laughs> and so in earth science, when we talked about earthquakes, uh, we, we had a, a conversation with my brother, who's a civil engineer. And, um, you know, I, wow. I think that's something that I can offer is I, I have lots and lots of contacts. Absolutely. A good friend that we've known for over 40 years as a retired math teacher. And uh, we called her and got her to come and serve on the ship. Oh, wow. Um, so the Lord worked in her life for her to come for six months and teach, uh, teach math on the global mercy uh, with us. And so, you know, that's, I suppose, an advantage of being older is I just have <laughs> lots of experiences sure. that I can share with the students Absolutely, and lots of stories I can, I can tell them. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I, I feel like, uh, you know, those are, those are some things that I've been able to offer them uh, this year in addition to, you know, the science that I know about. Yeah. Well, I think it's so wonderful that the Academy provides such an incredible education for the children on board and how fun to have some of these seasoned teachers like yourself who right. bring so much experience, so right. many stories and connections, as you've mentioned, it really does add a unique aspect to the education on board that you really yeah. don't find anywhere else in the world in a lot you of know, ways. I, I appreciate, though, uh, we have a couple teachers who are just out of college. Sure. Who, uh, this is their first time teaching. And I, I have loved watching their energy yeah. and the way they interact with the students. You know, I, I can't get down. I'm, as I said, I'm almost 60 years old and I'm not going to play tag <laughs> very long anyway. And we, right. we have our, our phys ed teacher who is 25 years old and Perfect. she gets on the ground and she <laughs> chases them around. And, you know, so I, I think it's part of the body of Christ, yep. you know, that uh, in the academy, um, Kayla and I can work together and she mm -hmm. can chase them and I can tell them about my experiences. Absolutely. <laughs> so we, we work well together. I Absolutely. Think. No, it's wonderful. Well, you are a man of many talents, much experience, many interests. What are you bringing to the community outside of the classroom on the ship? Yeah, that's something that Caroline and I uh, have thought a lot about. We love the community on the ship. As a matter of fact, it's one of the main reasons that we chose to work on Mercy Ships. Oh. Um, I would say uh, some of the things that we do for the community is just to be yourself and share what you love. Yeah. Um, and so since I was the history teacher, one of the things that I did, um, I love movies and uh, I set up every week a history movie night. Hmm. Uh, where I would show a movie that, uh, that had some historical significance, for example, Apollo 13. And then for um, you know, 15 or 20 minutes afterwards, um, we would watch something like Apollo 13 or Hidden Figures 
um, and talk some about the history. And we tried to uh, have it not just be American stories. Um, we showed uh, the King's Speech. We showed British movies. We showed uh, movies dealing with uh, African uh, stories. You know, I, we tried to make it appealing to all of the uh, crew. And I would say one of the interesting things there is to is to have a discussion yeah. uh, afterwards. And so, you know, to have a movie that deals with uh, the British Parliament, you know, I could share what I know, but then the our British crew can tell their perspective. And, um, you know, that does build community um, to listen to one another and to learn together. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's so much that I, that I think all of us learn from each other, particularly if you come with the attitude of respect and learning from one another. So that was a fun experience that we did. Well, you mentioned learning. Yes. And Living on a ship is a unique experience. Absolutely. I know you've only lived on a ship for a year now, but right. what is something you have learned living on a ship? Well, you certainly learn to tie everything down before you <laughs> sail uh, because things do move back and forth. Yes. Um, I would say I've learned how limited my American perspective is. Hmm. Um, there are certain things. You know, as I said, I've traveled the world, so I feel like I have a pretty broad perspective, but there are a lot of things that are unique uh, to America. Mm -hmm. I knew about the metric system, uh, (laughs) you know, because I'm a scientist. I've worked with grams and meters and nanometers and because I have dealt with microbiology. Um, So a lot of times as I'm teaching, if I'm tempted to say miles or miles per hour or something like (laughs) that, I'm constantly having to switch to to uh, metric. I knew about that one. But then there are many, many other things that only Americans do uh, that I wasn't as aware of. You know, one of them is what I think of as military time. I I assume there's an Mm. official term for that. But you know, to talk about 7 p.m. And most of the world, 7 p.m. is 1900. Right. Um, and I had to, you know, adjust. You know, I'm used to that to some extent from going to college. And but, um, you know, I didn't realize that uh, that is really a, an American thing, mm. uh, or at least that's the impression I got that most other countries don't don't use a.m. and p.m. <laughs> and, um, you know, a number of things like that, uh, the way we write our date, uh, you know, today is, you know, if, if it's August, you write eight first. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the case in most of the world. And so there are some very confusing times that I look at the, you know, this says 12-5 and I'm, I'm thinking, why are we talking about what's going on in December? Well, no, that was actually May they were talking about. So you have to adjust uh, your, your thinking. Right. Um, and I think that's probably true. I, I don't want to just uh, make it sound like Americans do things differently. Every, every culture, every country has their unique things. Yeah. Um, and it, it is helpful to make friends and learn, you know, particularly in a situation like this where we respect one another, we in, we're enjoying our, our time together and we're learning uh, yeah. from each other. So, as I said, we would often sit, sit and have 
meals with people from other parts of the world. And Mm -hmm. a a lot of times it's a learning experience. I'm learning what life is like. Well, your mercy ship's journey is not over yet. You're like we said, we're just starting a second year of school, but in your first year, how have you been impacted personally? How have you changed because you volunteered? Well, I would say I've grown some in humility, Hmm. uh, which is always a good thing. Uh, I've grown in flexibility. Um, That's one of the things I would say we need on Mercy Ships, (laughs) um, particularly during a COVID season. Um, that you can't really say, well, this is what I'm going to do and this is when it's going to happen. And, you know, we have to be somewhat flexible. And when, uh, when things don't go the way we're plan that we, that we plan, we know who's in charge. My mom will, says this expression where, where she says, uh, we, we don't know what the future holds, but we know who holds the future. Hmm. Um, and, uh, so, uh, we walk by faith, trusting the Lord is guiding us. And um, we also recognize that our plans are not necessarily the best. Mm-hmm. And um, we trust that God is going to guide us. Yeah. Um, and so you mentioned our time on mercy ships is not done. I, I couldn't tell you how long our time on mercy ships is going to be. I, I do like to plan. <laughs> I, I'm the kind of person who likes to have things set. And I know that this is going to happen in this particular date. And I I want all of that to be planned. Um, But uh, I've learned to be a little more flexible about that and uh, say, you know, we know we're going to get there eventually. I I was expecting you go on mercy ships. You expect that you're going to be in Africa. Uh, This year, we were in the Canary Islands and Belgium and the Netherlands back in the Canary Islands and finally (laughs) to Senegal, but I expect to spend more of my time, but that's not my decision. Mm. Um, And uh, I trust the people who are making those decisions. I ultimately trust the Lord who, who guides our steps. And I pray guides those who are making these decisions. So, you know, I I think it's just a, a good thing as a, as a follower of Christ to be flexible Mm-hmm. to be humble and um, to trust that um, God is sovereign. Yeah. Uh, I taught uh, I taught Old Testament to and to some of my students this year and that was something that kept coming up over and over again how we see the Lord's sovereignty um, mm-hmm. how uh, God is at work behind the scenes working in ways that people never expect or yeah. never, have uh, imagined, you know, working for for the best, working for the good, and uh, we can trust him. Absolutely, absolutely, great things to learn. Yeah, um, in life for sure. Confident that there are people listening to this right now who are contemplating going to serve, whether it be yeah. with Mercy Ships or a different organization. What would your encouragement be to someone who's considering going and serving with with Mercy Ships? Well, you you mentioned people can serve in all sorts of ways. So I'll say this for people considering Mercy Ships, but also for people who are uh, looking to do something maybe a little unconventional. You know, sometimes 
when we follow the Lord, we do things that are a little bit different uh, than what the rest of the world expects. So uh, I would certainly say, use the gifts that God has given you. And, uh, you know, I've spoke earlier to those who are close to retirement, yeah. um, like myself, but I would also um, speak to those who are young or maybe have someone in their family who is young, hmm. um, who um, could perhaps consider um, serving for a year. When I went to college, it was just the next step. Yeah. Um, I, I finished high school. What's the next thing you do? Well, you go to college, at least in, in my family. That's how I viewed things. But for my youngest daughter, when she finished high school, she worked with Youth with a Mission for five months and then came on the Mercy ship. And, um, you know, what a great experience for an 18-year-old. Yeah. And so I, I wish that uh, I had even thought in those terms. You know, I think a lot of times we do what's expected of us. Yeah. And uh, so I would encourage you to, uh, your listeners, to to think, okay, not necessarily what is expected of me, hmm. um, but, you know, how is God leading me? And uh, so if they're hearing this and and thinking, well, that that's something that I could perhaps do, you know, someone who is 18, you know, why do you have to finish college? Or maybe you're not looking at college, but just thinking, you know, where is the Lord leading me next? Uh, what a great experience to come for a period of time yeah. to work on the Mercy Ship or whatever ministry uh, you're considering. Mercy Ships is one that we are passionate about, mm-hmm. uh, but God is using all sorts of people to serve throughout the world. I would encourage your listeners Take a look at mercyships.org and see what the needs are. There are so many uh, needs, and particularly with having a new ship, uh, we have that many more positions to fill. And uh, I would also like your listeners to know how fun it can be. (laughs) Um, You know, we've had a great experience. We've made made great friends uh, and gotten to uh, serve the Lord and, um, you know, this has just been a lot of fun hmm. um, and a, a, great, a great experience for us as a couple. I love it. Well, Mike, as we wrap up our time together, as I mentioned, you are just starting a new school year. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to in this new school year? And what are you hoping for for your students? This year will be a unique experience. My teaching time, I'm constantly having to learn, and I love to learn. Hmm. Um, but uh, I mentioned before I could teach biology in my sleep, um, but I'm having to teach some things that uh, I'm having to learn, you know, be- just before I teach it to the students. I know the subject of earth science, for example, um, but I'm having to review it. And this year, um, it's uh, geography. I'm teaching geography. Uh, my wife has a degree in geography, um, so I, I can learn some things from her about this. <laughs> but um, I'm I am very excited about uh, teaching geography. Um, one of the things I'm looking forward to uh, with this is I want I want my students to share my love for the world, mm-hmm. and I want them to get God's eyes uh, for the world to love people from different cultures the way that God does and uh, have his heart uh, for the whole world. And so I'm looking forward to having 
I don't know what we're going to call them yet, but nation nights. Hmm. So for example, we, we have a family from Brazil. Uh, I'm going to ask them to put on a Brazil night. And I'm thinking like once a month, um, you see, I, I feel like we do things in school that the rest of the ship can benefit from. Sure. So I'm not planning on just having it for the students. I want the oh, other neat. people on the ship to learn about Brazil. Hmm. And then the next month, um, maybe it'll be New Zealand. And the next month, maybe it'll be Ghana. Hmm. And so I'm, I'm kind of thinking of this as once a month. So teaching geography, I want them to learn physical geography and, you know, the capital of Guinea. Um, but I also want them to learn about the people and to l- learn to love those people and, um, you know, taste the food. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we have people from all over the world. What an amazing resource. Yeah, uh, absolutely. When I'm teaching about Northern Europe, I'm not just teaching dry textbook material. Uh, I actually have students from Northern Europe and families from Northern Europe that I can have come into class or do one of these uh, evenings where we can learn some of the games. We can learn some of the songs and the dances hmm. and um, some of the history and put it, uh, put flesh on it. Yeah. Um, so I'm very excited about teaching geography this year. And um, I'm hoping to have like a geography B hmm. uh, where I can have the students compete, but then I want to have the students compete against the adults. Oh. I love, I love trivia and I love these kind of uh, contests. And so once the uh, students learn this material, I'm going to put them up against the rest of the ship. Oh, that's great. The compete, and I know the kids are going to win. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, of course. And, uh, you know, I just think, how much fun will that be? Oh, so, so much fun. Have, have the adults competing against the students in geography. I have to figure out exactly how I'm going to do this, but I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, that aspect of geography. And, you know, I, one of the things I'm particularly excited about it is I know that God loves the whole world. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want the students to learn to pray for the different parts of the world and be excited about yeah. Experiencing different cultures, absolutely. Getting getting to taste, literally taste um, <laughs> that culture, and um, you know, hopefully, learn to to love God's world. Yeah. Well, I so appreciate your passion and your enthusiasm for learning and for teaching, and especially through a biblical worldview, really seeing the world the way God does and how you're really empowering your students to do the same and and other crew members. Mike, I'm so grateful that you and your family, your wife and your daughter, Beth, and your daughter, Jen, said yes to go and serve with Mercy Ships. I know that you are an asset, not only to the academy, but to the crew. And I'm so grateful that you would take the time to share with us a little bit about your journey thus far. So thank you so much for sharing with us. And we wish you all the best in this new school year. Thank you so much, Ryan. If Mike has sparked your interest, go check out opportunities to volunteer with Mercy Ships at mercyships.org forward slash volunteer. Next week, we're staying in the classroom as we continue to celebrate the new school year. Teacher Susan Waldron will be sharing with us her experience of teaching junior high and high school students on board the Africa Mercy. Come back next week to be encouraged and inspired.